0: Hi, this is a His Beloved Catholic podcast. We are so glad you're with us. We have a heart for drawing people, you, into the heart of the Father and His deep immense love over you. So we are two best friends who live across the street, and we have
1: this podcast because we feel like the Lord is calling us, this entire Catholic Church, to revival. So you are here for our Advent series, and this is on the names of Jesus. And we just felt the Lord saying, He wants to draw into deep intimacy during Advent so that on Christmas morning, you can run into his arms, knowing him deeply, knowing his heart for you, getting rid of pain and shame and heartache, receiving healing and freedom from chains, and just get to celebrate the Christmas season with him. Mm -hmm. We are so excited that you are here. There is a study that goes along with this. If you would like to purchase it, it's on our website, hisbelovedoftexas.com, and you can find that in the show notes. But more than anything, we just want you to let the Lord speak his love over you today.
0: Yeah. Come along for the ride. (laughs) Hey, friends. Hi. Hi. (laughs) How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Um, How are y'all listeners? I wish we could talk to you face to face.
1: I know. I was thinking this morning, like, I wonder how they're doing. Me too. I wonder how it's going. Yeah. Um, I've gotten to get some feedback from some people and I get that this may not be the easiest thing you've ever done in your life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I hope I wanted to like, I wish I could like pull people and say, Who's heard the voice of God mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks? Even yeah. if it's just one time, even if you don't hear him every single time you sit down, even if you've heard him one time, yeah, hold on to that. Remember that moment. Remember yeah. what that feels like.
0: Yeah. Well, even, even um, like for me, the Lectio Divina has been... Very powerful. Yeah. Um, and even whenever you read through it the second time, the third time, and those things stand out to you, that's, that's the Lord. That's oh, the Holy totally Spirit, is. right? Yeah. So so if anything is standing
1: out to you, yeah. then the Lord is speaking like he to you. Is,
0: yeah. He's working in your, your life right now. And I think so much, we've
1: talked about this before on the podcast, but we haven't really done it much in this series, but I think so much of it is that we, we um, discount mm-hmm. the Lord speaking to us and be like, yeah. oh, well, that's just me. That just, you know, that's just standing out of my mind, but like, no, that's really right. him. That's really him. And so allow that to like receive it. Yeah. And and kind of claim, Lord, you're speaking to me. I hear you. Yes. Because when you do
0: that, you're gonna hear him more. Yeah. So
1: we're getting closer to Advent. I mean, we're already in Advent. We're getting closer to Christmas. I know. Yay. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. 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 So know. I was looking at my calendar and we head out of town soon and Christmas is just thirteen days away. Yes. Well, when we're recording it, when you're listening to this it's closer when you're listening, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and it's exciting for you
1: guys when y'all are listening, it is the beginning of the O Antiphons, mm-hmm. which is an ancient, trad- ancient tradition in the Catholic Church where we get to focus on the names of God, yeah. <laughs> which is super fun because that's what we've been doing this whole time, anyways. <laughs> um, so, we decided this last week to uh, let's live the O Antiphons with you guys, let, let, yeah. let's make that be what we focus on. Um, and so we only chose two to dive deep into, but you can do the Oantiphons every day if you'd like.
0: And the ones that we chose are the ones for that day.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we tried to keep you on the same day, yeah. um, as what the the rest of the church would be um, yeah. celebrating as well. So let's talk about Oantiphons for a minute, because I think that's one of those things where a lot of Catholics are like, I don't know what those words mean. Right. Yeah. What in the heck is an Antiphon? Um, so an Antiphon is part of the mass, um, Lately in our church, they've started singing antiphons mm-hmm. at the beginning of mass and at another church I was at recently too, they were doing that. And it was funny because at the beginning, when they first started at the other church, like nobody knew what to do. We're like, do we stand up? Do we sit down? Like what the heck is happening? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on. Cause they sing it before the entrance. Right.
0: Right. And yeah. so before
1: the beginning song, um, and so, but it's really kind of this beautiful, like hearkening back to, you know, ancient yeah. times, but, there's always an antiphon for every mass, um, whether or not you hear it or not is a different story. But during this, these days leading up to um, Christmas, we call these the O antiphons because they all start <laughs> with O. should have o. seen her face. I oh, no, I do that because, oh. <laughs> because when our girls were in their classical homeschool, uh-huh. they did this um, like classical, I don't even know what, some sort of like... A grammar curriculum or something, and they learned the um, interjection "o," and the teacher <laughs> would say it like that, and so my kids do it every single time. Ew. They do it the way they, the, this, the the teacher would do it. So, interjection so. "o" antiphon. So, anyways, they all start with "o." So, like "O come, O come, Emmanuel" is an "o" antiphon, um, but there's a whole bunch more that yeah. we aren't as familiar with. Okay, so I have something cool. You ready for this? don't uh-huh. blow your mind. Okay, so you can say the "o" antiphons in English, mm-hmm. which is um, what we're. Used to hearing, so like the first one is O oh, wisdom, mm-hmm. um, and then today's would be, um, I don't even know what it is Adonai. <laughs> I thought well, that's the Latin, but what was the English? It oh. was like, oh, oh God of Israel, is that what it was? Yeah. Something like that. I don't have my paper in front of me, yeah. so anyways, so yeah, what's it say right there? Oh um, leader of, the, oh, house leader of the house of Israel, so that's the English way to say it, yeah, but oh Adonai is the Latin way to say it, uh-huh. right? So if you put all of the O antiphons in a line. And you do it backwards. So you start at the bottom and go back up. Uh It's an acronym. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In Latin? In Latin. Okay. So here, I'm going to read them to you. Okay. So I'm going to read them backwards. So it's Emmanuel, Rex, which is like king, Oriens. I don't know what that means. Clavis, Radix, Oadonai, Sapientia. So it's an acronym. If you take the first letter to all those, it spells Irocrás, which means tomorrow I will come.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> our church is so cool. How cool is that? So I can't decide if that was just like—I think it was just somebody who was really clever who was like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <All right. laughs> like, "I'm going to leave this for you to find." Hundreds Easter of years egg from now. Easter right? egg in An the Easter Catholic egg. egg. That but is how cool so cool. Is that? I'd never heard of that before. I thought it was pretty mm. neat. Mm. I love a good, you know, like pun. <laughs> Catholic pun, super fun. So, anyways, awesome. all right, so. But you can, um, every morning or every day, you can kind of pray with that verse. And so we put the whole list in the journal for you guys if you want to follow along with all of them. But today, we're on O Adonai. And Adonai is not a word I think that we hear very often, but it means um, God, basically. It was like the name that the Israelites would have called God. Because remember, they didn't say God. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't allowed to use his name. So, even, so Yahweh, Yahweh, yeah. well, even Yahweh, they took the vowels out of it and oh. just spelled it like... Y-W-H.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, <laughs> why can I not figure out what that would be without the vowels? <laughs> Y-W-H. Because it, it was like to utter the name of God mm. could, could be blasphemous. It would, you know, uh-huh. it, was, it was a very serious thing to utter the name of God. And so they called him Yahweh. Uh, but before that they called him Adonai mm. and uh, there's a football player on the Texas Longhorns. His first name is Adonai. Shut and up. And I was like, that's a that cool mama cool. right there. Seriously. <laughs> she, and he's good too. He's like a wide receiver. I think anyways, he's really good. So they're always saying his name on TV and it wasn't until I started this study that I even noticed it. I was uh, like, oh, um, uh, that's uh, a cool name. I like it. Cool kid. Anyways, I mean, it's the same as us. Like benedict you know like yeah naming that's, kids true. After, that's true but like saints.
0: just naming our kid god
1: well eli's <laughs> name actually is is my god oh isn't that funny because there's a lot oh, of words cool. for yeah for yeah. god in the old testament yeah and um, it's a hebrew word that means Neat. my god which is cool that's what one of the last words jesus said on the cross
0: yeah, was yeah. eli eli that's true yeah so it's cool. kind of cool anyways okay so i might cheer for the longhorns a little bit then yeah
1: he's they're good too.
0: They're they going to the, I know. I know. to the
1: playoffs. Better than the Aggies Super are doing. exciting. That's okay. You should totally cheer for us. We deserve it more than <laughs> any of other you. teams. I'll cheer with not for you. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I will. Anyways, all right, let's go back. So O Adonai um, is the name for, it's the name of God in the Old Testament. And we already had this whole beautiful conversation last time about the way that God rescued his people and so this is like them reminding themselves that God is their rescuer, mm. which is so powerful. Because in the last podcast, it's funny the way the Lord like orchestrates all this, and Kendra and I are just <laughs> sometimes we have no idea what's actually happening. for the ride, along for the ride. For the ride. <laughs> and so I, fun. there was a moment in the last podcast where the Lord put on my heart, and it just hit me of like, do we ever call God our rescuer? And I said it out loud. Mm-hmm. Only to discover that (laughs) that's what the next session was about was about (laughs) God as rescuer, but it didn't occur to me at the time that that um, was what um, what this one was going to be. So super cool, just the way the Lord orchestrates everything. So we wanted to focus this week or this day on the coming Messiah, Mm -hmm. Um, the way they would have hoped for this Messiah, the way they would have waited for this Messiah what that would have looked like for them. Um, so you have to remember, as we said before, they're all the way back to the garden. They've been waiting for this rescuer to come.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they've been rescued many times in history, so they know God can rescue. They've seen him come in mm-hmm. and overthrow governments, right? They've seen him fight the Pharaoh. They've seen the walls of Jericho come down. Mm. They've seen like major moments, Gideon, like these major moments of battle Mm -hmm. happen in the name of God. They've seen him fierce, um, probably in a much deeper way than we can understand his fierceness. They have seen it. So they know that lion part that we talked Mm -hmm. about last week. Um, and, um, and they know that this, this you know, Messiah is to come. They, they know the scriptures. They've read Isaiah. Mm
0: -hmm. It wouldn't
1: have been written down in their hands, but it would have been something they would have heard over and over and over.
0: They had it memorized.
1: They had it memorized. I mean, they were so much better at, um, knowing the word of God than we are.
0: Mm
1: And, um, and I love reading these old readings from Isaiah because they so perfectly explain who Jesus is long before he was ever there. I mean, we're mm-hmm. talking hundreds of years. I had this conversation with Chad last night. He was like really interested in Isaiah. And I kept trying to tell him it was long before Jesus was ever there. And he's like, I, it's almost like you can't even understand it yeah. because it's so perfectly describes his birth and his death and um, all the things that have to do with him. So anyway, so they're, they're just waiting for this. And One of my favorite books, Kendra introduced me to this a long time ago, was um, The Life of Mary According to the Mystics. And I highly recommend reading it, especially like little chunks throughout the year. So if you read the beginning part during Advent and during Christmas, it's almost like you get to live this story with Mary and her family. And then um, during... Holy week. You can live that part of the story with her. And, and it's her telling her story to three different mystics throughout the, um, the years. And then this author took those three mystics and created a novel basically. And it's a, Easy read. It's super duper easy because you've read like, the real one of Saint Mary of Agreda. Of Agreda, I was that about to
0: mis- uh, mention that one. It's called City of God. City it's of God. Huge. That one's not as easy to read. It, it's not. Well, it is If once you get past like the first chunk of it. Okay. Yeah. Then it gets more into the narrative. Okay. Side, and it's really beautifully detailed. And yeah, it's, it's, really, it's cool. really cool. But I think it's so powerful that three different mystics, yeah. heard Mary's story and had the same story. Yeah, and they didn't have the internet to share or email. <laughs> (laughs) or they didn't know one one another existed. Right, hundreds of years (laughs) apart, probably, and everything else. So um, it's it's such a powerful book.
1: Such a powerful book, but they talk deeply about St. Anne and St. Joachim and Mary and how they were waiting for this Messiah. And I, I think sometimes, at least for me, as a child, I kind of thought Mary was just this like sweet little girl who was hanging out in her house. And all of a sudden angel Gabriel came to her, Yeah. but that's not the way they describe her in this book. Um, they describe her as just this deep devoted child who Mm -hmm. loved the Lord. And it even talks about how, like she
0: was given to the temple at the age of three, she was given to the temple and she like joyfully skipped up the steps because she knew she was going to be with God. Forever, forever, and like, the part about just,
1: Anne and Joachim and mm-hmm. how they um, couldn't conceive a baby,
0: right? Yeah, and it was
1: from prayers in that temple, yeah, that they were um, given the message that they would conceive, and yeah. then they end up giving her back to that temple. Like it's yeah. such a cool so story, beautiful. and yeah. of course, it's not scripture; it's private revelation. So you know, take that with a grain of salt. Whatever yeah. you like to do with that, but it's it's very fun. It has been approved. It has been improved. Right. Um, but you know, as all private revelation, you don't have to believe it as a Catholic, whatever. I think it's really fun because I feel like it gives us a backstory to some of the things that we're missing in scripture. Um, but more than anything, it just showed me this like deep longing in her heart and Mm -hmm. in the hearts of everyone around them for this Messiah to come. Mm -hmm. They were so hopeful that just in their lifetime, Cause think about all the generations that have waited mm-hmm. their entire
0: lives. And what happens when you wait? I mean, just dissect that a little bit, you know, mm. you get weary, Yeah, get exhausted. You start to take matters into your own hands, right. to try to fix it yourself. I mean, and, and that's did. what they did over and over and over, and over and over and over again. And God was like, no, I got this. Yeah. Let but me like show you.
1: people were, babies yeah. were born and they died and mm. born and died for generations after generation yeah. after generation, just waiting for this moment where, um, the world will be filled with joy and light and mm-hmm. this rescuer would come. And, um, I, um, have been listening a little bit to father John Ricardo from, oh, um, heard of him? he's the acts 29 that we talked about where oh, we're like, Oh, we're actually twenty nine. Yeah, that's him. Yes. yes so, yes. um, the way he describes it is he says, um, Jesus coming into the world wasn't just to show us how to be kind. It wasn't mm-hmm. just to have some, and and he's like, all of these things are true, but that wasn't the whole purpose. Like he wasn't here just to be a nice person. Yeah. He wasn't here just to show us how to love. Although he did those things, he was here because he was coming for battle. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. And he shows an image of the, um, soldiers storming the beaches of Normandy.
0: Mm. And
1: he says, you know, France had been overtaken by, um, the Germans. And mm-hmm. so there was this power that was at work in that area, this, mm-hmm. you know, evil power and that a stronger force yes. was coming to undo that power. Yeah. One that they could not, you know, defend against. And so he shows these men just running up the beaches of Normandy to come right that wrong basically. Yeah, And he's like, Jesus in the manger is that same level of this power is coming to defeat the enemy. He's like, he was coming for battle, Mm -hmm. which is super cool. If you think about it that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and he said, you know, all through scripture, he says this over and over that he is here to defeat sin and death. He is here to fight on our behalf. Yeah. Um, but I, I love all these stories because there's all this like we well, can look at it from this angle, you can look at it from this angle. Um, so we know that now, right? But of course they wouldn't have known that back then. And what they were thinking is the rescuer is coming, mm-hmm. and what we want from the rescuer is to overthrow this government mm-hmm. because they are now living in oppression again, um, as the Israelites often did. Um, they, for some reason, they just kept falling under this control of other people, and so now they're under Roman control and they think this king is going to come and be their king yeah like not in the earthly, earthly in an, an earthly, earthly like a real yeah. king not just this yeah. like some you know spiritual symbolic king but like no we we need a new governor government yeah. like we need a new king um and so when they're reading these you know prophecies they're thinking like this king is going to come in his glory but i love in that book of um of mary because she knew that it was going to come through a woman there was some prophecy from that too that that they read um but she says oh if i could just kiss the feet of the woman who will carry mm-hmm. the messiah like she's like she didn't even need it to be her she's like can i just be like her mm-hmm. her handmaid can mm-hmm. i be her servant like that was the humility and the humbleness of mary's heart and um and then of course as we all know she's the one who um god had set apart And long before that moment uh, that she would be the one because she was created without sin and she was beautiful and perfect and holy. And the other things I love about this story is they talk about how she had this like deep prayer Mm -hmm. life, like she could just commune with God um, in a way that most humans cannot, which Mm -hmm. would make sense because she was immaculate. Um, and that she also could talk to animals, and that they would respond. Oh, cool! <laughs> remember that? I don't like, remember you know, that part. No. It reminds me of like um, Snow White, <laughs> yes, <laughs> or like um, Enchanted when yes. she comes into <laughs> she comes to New York City and like the animals are all following her. Yes, that's what it reminds me of. So it's like it's it's such a sweet story, though. I, I think even that. like young or like older elementary school kids can read yeah. this story and, and gain a lot from it too. Yeah. Um, but it makes sense though because. He's the king of the universe, right? All the animals bow at his feet, right? Mm-hmm. She's his, you know, his bride. Here's this woman who's, who, and especially when she's carrying Jesus, mm-hmm. she is like holding God incarnate. So right, yes. why wouldn't the animals bow to yeah. her and follow her and help her with her chores or whatever, <laughs> like, it's very Disney princess. Maybe that's where they got that idea from. I don't know. Um, Anyways, but I also, I think about, when we just think about this story, having, so, so the angel Gabriel comes to her and says to her, you know, you will carry the Messiah. And, um, and, and she sings this beautiful Magnificat and, and it's just this humility and love in her heart. And then she immediately goes off and visits, um, her cousin Elizabeth. And I just love that moment where they come together both Mm. with these, Miraculous babies mm-hmm. in their wombs, um, Elizabeth because she didn't think she would ever conceive, and Mary because it was an immaculate conception. Right? Um, that's not the right word.
0: She, no, she was conceived. <laughs> she immaculate, was the immaculate yeah. conception. Yeah. It
1: was a you know a conception that should not have happened. Yeah. Anyways, and um, and they just get to have this moment of joy with one another, and that the babies, I feel like that's when their ministry started, as they mm. they already were so connected, heart to heart, spiritually. To yeah, one another. Each
0: other.
1: And then she goes back home, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think about during that time between when she visited Elizabeth and when they started on the road to Bethlehem. Think about all those moments, if you've ever had a baby, of time where it's just you and the baby nobody else can see what's happening inside or the womb. Feel. They yeah. can't feel it. Yeah. And I saw this meme the other day where it was like my baby all day long. And it shows this like gymnast, like jumping all around. I feel like crazy. <laughs> full. And then it was like my baby when my husband walks up and the baby's like not moving at all. <laughs> I was yes. like, yeah, that's pretty much how it works. Uh-huh. Right. Like you feel that because, you know, the husband always wants to touch the baby and right. the baby never moves when you try to, when anybody puts their hand on the belly. Yeah. So, but think about all those times as a mom If you are a mother where you get to just be, it's almost like this secret place, Mm,
0: this place where
1: like, you know, parts of that child that the rest of the world does not know. Mm -hmm. And you get to experience parts of that baby that nobody else can see and you can't see their face, but there's a deep knowing there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I feel like that's how Mary would have been with Jesus. Like she would have had this time where only she got to know special things about his heart. And about his life and she got to feel his movement and she got to get to know him in a way that the rest of the world didn't. There was Mm -hmm. like this hideaway secret time that was just between the two of them. And I was wondering this morning, if she knows this rescuer is coming, she knows it's going to be this tiny little baby. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, you think about the way that this amazing rescuer king would come and he would have glory and money and all the things but there was a humility there that mm-hmm. I think nobody could see um, would be part of the story. Mm-hmm. And um, when they take their journey to Bethlehem because the um, census is being called, that in and of itself, I'm like, can you not just let this poor family not go to the census?
0: I know. <laughs>
1: Every time I read that, I'm like, just send a note. Is that worth it? <laughs> yeah. Can somebody else just like take it for them? Right. Come on, y'all. But again, <laughs> part of the story, right? They had to go to Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, this, just the way that he was brought into the world in this dirtiest of dirty places. Like if you think about, you know, the, the story we've always seen that as a kind of a barn, like a wooden um, Mm -hmm. building, but the truth probably is that it was more of a cave. Um, and that, um, he, that they would have been in the place where the animals were, which would have been a cave. But as I'm like sitting here praying about this this morning, like the Lord just showed me like, he's the lamb of God. Yeah. What better place for a lamb to be born than in a stable? Duh. <laughs> yes. And who was the first, so true.
0: first people who came to see him? Shepherds. Shepherds. The good shepherd. Yeah. Seen by the shepherds. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I never thought about it that way.
1: Yeah. I mean and that's yeah. straight from scripture, right? Like right, that's yeah. not pulling anything. There right. have been some like people who've like tried to overanalyze it and uh-huh. like and but no, that's just straight from scripture. Like right. he was born in a stable. Shepherds came to see him. Yeah. And then who immediately came after that? The wise men. Yeah, or sometimes we call them kings, right? The three kings, like, yeah, yeah. I guess they probably weren't really kings. But either way, yeah. they were people in in their well let's look at it two different ways. If they're kings, he is the king. King Mm -hmm. of Kings. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's probably more likely that they weren't so much Kings. They were more like kind of um, like spiritual leaders, like almost like a cult kind of
0: Mm. new agey
1: kind of. So let's say that's who he calls to come see him. Like Uh you do magic and you have, you're leading people towards some, some sort of power
0: this is the real this power. This is the big power. Come right. see,
1: come see the real power. Yeah. Come be a part of what we're doing over here. Yeah. And it's kind of like that story of um, Exodus where it's like, "Let me show you. Let yeah. me show you what who I really am." Yeah. And um and so, I don't know, I just kind of got this feel this morning of like Jesus revealing himself mm-hmm. in the manger to all these people. Like, mm-hmm. "Let me show you." parts of my personality before I even get a chance to walk or talk or, or or parts of the, of the Lord, you know, of God's personality, of God's heart for his people of this rescuer that's coming.
0: Mm, That's powerful. It's
1: cool, right? Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. And I also, um, my favorite part of Christmas, and I try really hard not to listen to this until it's near the end is, um, the song, uh, oh, holy night.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: And I just love the line, the thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices.
0: Yeah,
1: um, And, and every year I think, man, we're such a weary world. That's such a hard word to say. We're a weary world. <laughs> like we have so much weariness yeah and, um, and people are looking for something to give them hope. Mm-hmm. People are looking for a place to belong. People are looking for like think about all the people who are getting sucked into like the new age and mm-hmm. to things like that because they're looking for they're God's power. Yeah, they're thirsting for some sort of realness in their lives. Right, and they're looking Cause for they it in all these
0: different places. We're all es within our hearts created, knowing that there's something bigger than ourselves. Yes, you know, and once you realize that, um, where do you go? Right, and so they're searching yeah. and looking and and. And, and some, sometimes, you know, the thrill of instant gratification or being able to find it and control it, like that's, that's very appealing. And, and the whole time you're speaking, the word surrender just comes to my mind over and over and over again. And for the moment, you know, there's so much surrender involved in the story before he's born, but even between the moments of when he's born, they had to wait 30 years to really see him in action. Right. right? And so there isn't like social media and news apps, like, blaring, like he's still here. He's doing great. You know, like they hear from the shepherd boy, they hear through talk when he's a baby, but then it probably just goes silent.
1: I know. I often think about that. Like what were those
0: times Mm -hmm. in the between? Like what were people thinking? Yeah. Like, did they go back to the weariness or or what? And and this whole, or did they even understand it? Right. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And, and how many times within our weariness do we, um, get to that grasping place and controlling place and trying to fix place whenever all along God is moving and God is mm-hmm. working because his son has, is on the earth yeah, coming into the place where he's going to start revealing his power. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and that's the Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You just yeah. need to be still. And that's something that the Lord really, um, has been working on my heart and just reminding me over and over again. I am like the old Testament <laughs> people, um, or over me and over too, girl, again, too. he's, he's reminding me to be still and to live in the present moment because so yeah. many times I go to the future and I worry and that's where what ifs are and, or the, in the past and that's the shame and the doubt yeah. and like, you know, should have done this, shoulda, coulda, would Um, but in the present moment is where we see him moving mm-hmm. and just to rest here yeah. in this place. It's like a childlike trust mm-hmm. too.
1: Yeah. Like children don't necessarily worry about the future.
0: Right, And they don't yeah. think
1: about the past. They just kind of see what's in front of them and they trust their parents and their, parents in and their like their mothers and fathers to take them to where they're supposed to be yeah. and, and just, yeah. li- and delight in the moment. Right. Yeah. And we're called to that too. Yeah. It's just way yeah. harder as an adult yeah, than it is it is. as a child. For sure. But I always think like when I hear that scripture, I don't know that I just have this hopeful imp- anticipation every year in Advent of like what they're searching for, what people are mm-hmm. looking for in this world. They're kind of. They're going to come to see that it's Jesus. Like Mm -hmm. he is going to make himself so known that they're going to realize that every fear and worry and doubt and grasping that they're, you know, holding on things they're grasping for and ways they're looking for him to, for something to move in their hearts, that aching longing place Mm -hmm. that they're trying to fill with everything under the sun. That when he's born on Christmas morning, they're gonna notice him. Yeah. And every year I'm a little disappointed because (laughs) I just keep waiting for this like massive move of the Lord to happen on Christmas. Um, but he's already defeated sin and death. He's already come, he's Mm -hmm. already here. We just get to now step
0: into that with him. Right. Yeah. And And live out of that place. Yeah. And live out of that place. Can we go into Isaiah 61? Yes. So that was the Lectio Divina. And um so, up until like pretty much verse one through five just knocked me off my feet every time. Um, but the first part of it is just saying how, um, it's, it's like a prefigurement of Jesus because Jesus, then in Luke chapter four, when he goes to the synagogue, he goes to Nazareth, mm-hmm. his hometown, goes to the synagogue, and he reads scripture, he reads this. Scripture. Yeah. Right. And then he closes <laughs> it up. He hands it to the dude and it's like, this has been fulfilled. Pretty much saying, I am, hearing- I am he. And that's like his biggest mic drop ever. Yeah. And um, then he just like sits down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they try to go throw him off a cliff. Yeah. They and try to he's murder like, him. Nope. This isn't happening now. And he disappears. Um, but after this part, like, um, pretty much let's just view it as like Jesus is saying he's doing these things because we know that's who fulfilled it. Right. Yeah. So if we go in and say, um, He's, he's, he came to bring good tidings to the afflicted. He's sent He was sent to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, opening of the prison to those who are bound, to give them a garland instead of ashes, oil of gladness instead of mourning, mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. And then it says that they may be called oaks of righteousness. Mm. So he's doing these things so that those who are responding, those who are hearing those who are believing and trusting, they become oaks of righteousness. Like think of how strong an oak is, how deeply rooted an an oak is, how much fruit comes from that oak. Um, And then it shifts the language a little bit to where they shall build up the ancient ruins. Yes. They shall rise Mm. up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities and devastations of many generations. And that's the empowerment Mm. of our God. Like he came to set the captives free, to empower us, to continue to set captives free in his name.
1: Oh, girl. I'm having a moment. Um, The Lord just showed me this vision of this community of listeners walking through that first part of Isaiah 61 mm. of being brought the good news of who God is, of mm-hmm. meeting Jesus face to face of being released of all the sin and shame and heartache and the chains that are on you right now. Like the Lord mm-hmm. wants to break them off.
0: Amen. Yes, I, Jesus.
1: I, I, I have no doubt in my mind, the Lord wants to break this off of you and, and just having this transformation of each individual listener And then the shift, Mm -hmm. and then they become the new,
0: like the oak of righteousness. Read that second half again. They will build up the ancient ruins. They shall rise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations.
1: This is what the Lord is doing in the Catholic church right now. Mm -hmm. He is Mm -hmm. saying, I want to free you personally of whatever you're dealing with, of your sin, of your shame, of your chains. And then together we're going to rebuild this place. Yeah. We're gonna rebuild it. Like mm-hmm. this shift happened that like I was seeing all these people being healed and then coming
0: together as a revival in the Catholic Church. Yes, yes. And that's that's revival within the homes too. Yes, right? it's within family. Individual within, revival yes, that like yes, at, we, once
1: you have that conversion yourself, it's almost like now you're part of the army.
0: Yes. Like now
1: we get to go together.
0: Yes. And love awesome. the people
1: near us and then invite them into yeah. the same earth shattering and this whole time we are riding
0: on the back of Of the lion of the lion girls yeah
1: Yeah, because none of this is on your own right yeah that's what i love the most about this is the lord is not saying you know climb 75 flights of stairs jump through hoops he's saying just surrender
0: He's saying, just let's trust go. me." He, yeah. He's yeah. like, let me do all the work. Yeah. And yeah. you that's how just good our trust is. who
1: oh I am. Yes. Let me come and rescue you. Yeah. Let me fortify you. Yes. Let me give you strength and all these gifts that I have for you. Yeah. Then let's go. Yeah. That's cool. God is so good. He is so good. I did not know that's where we were
0: going. <laughs> <laughs> me either, but he did. So he did. He for
1: <laughs> sure did.
0: That's beautiful.
1: I would love to hear stories if you are starting to um feel Isaiah 61 take root in your heart and in your mm-hmm. life if you're starting to feel that chains are being broken mm-hmm. around your heart let us know. Like you don't have to tell us all the details of you know your past or your pain, but it's so good for us to just know mm-hmm. that like the Lord
0: is working. Mm-hmm. So send
1: us a message or
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us know. and as always know that we are journey on this journey with you. Totally. Like we we're recording ahead of time, but we're also going back and we're doing the actual day. Yeah. Um, and it's been powerful. I'm for actually us about too. to meet with a group of ladies. So yeah, I'm all confused about what we're supposed to talk about because
1: because <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm I. in the moment and I'm in the future and I I don't know where I am. I'm super super <laughs> duper confused. That's awesome. Live wow. in the present moment, Megan. I know. Well, it's hard because I also have to live in the future. <laughs> yeah. Like the, I have a friend who's a, um, a choir director for a uh-huh. church. She starts thinking about Lent music during Advent. And I'm like, I can't oh, do that. No, like that I cannot think that far in uh-uh. advance. That's so funny. <laughs> I can barely think n- about next week. I know. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> well, let me finish my Christmas shopping. Like, there's no way <laughs> I can move that far in advance.
1: Anyways, oh, well, my this is beautiful, oh, you guys. And um, who I just pray is all taking root in your heart. And I just mm-hmm. want to give one more word of encouragement Stick it out, stay in there. Mm-hmm. If you are like feeling like you don't hear from the Lord, go back and pray that prayer at the very beginning again. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that expectancy prayer, just be expectant that He wants this for you too. Yeah, it's not just some people, He wants it for every single one of you. Yeah, and be expectant that He's speaking to you and pay attention to every tiny little stirring in your heart, every tiny little word that pops up in your mind again, or right. it, m- it might be somebody around you is saying something and you, you hear a word from a friend and then you hear that same word from your priest. And then you hear the same word from your children, pay attention to all those little things, yeah, those little movements. because that is how the Lord could be speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, any vision that you see in your mind, any picture that pops into your head, stay there yeah.
0: in that moment. And I also want to encourage you as you're speaking, this came to me, Megan is, um, break off the formality. Right. Like there, there's so many times in our personal prayer time with the Lord that we, and I was doing this last night at my holy hour. Um, I just get into this formal way of talking that right. it, it kind of separates me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just wants me just to
1: be vulnerable, gush over
0: him, to be yeah. vulnerable, just to, to talk to him. Like I was hashing something out with you, you know? Um, cause he's our friend as right. well. Right. He's yeah. our lover. He's our friend. Um, He's a lion and lamb, so um, yeah. Just be, just be real. Just be real.
1: And I've said this a bunch of times in the journal, but I don't know that we've said it on the podcast. So if you're not following along, you may not have heard it. But go wherever he wants you to go. Mm-hmm. So let's say Kendra and I are leading you in some sort of prayer experience. And he takes you a different, different route. Mm-hmm. Pause that sucker. Guarantee you his
0: route is way better than ours. <laughs> way
1: better. Way better. He knows you deeper. Yeah. He knows you more. He knows where you're supposed to go. Yeah. So if a memory or, a, um, you know, something pops up in your mind, go there with him. That's okay. Yeah. Don't automatically push it away. Like, oh no, no, I have right. to stay focused. <laughs> right. So, Cause that's some of that formality too, right? right. Let go yeah. of some of that and just trust, trust that he's good. Trust yeah. that he knows you deeply yeah. and that you can follow him.
0: Yeah. Praise God. All right. Y'all are Awesome. We'll see you later. Bye.
1: Bye. Thank you for joining us today, friends. We are so excited to do this study with you, to hear about the way the Lord is speaking to you. And if you um, have the Lord moving in your heart, let us know and make sure to join us tomorrow when the activation drops and we'll
0: see you soon.